Welcome to Marvel Champions Podcast, a podcast about Marvel Champions the card game. I'm your host, Scott, and with me as always, my co-host, Ryan. How's it going there, Scott? It's going pretty good, Ryan. Enjoying some games of Marvel Champions. Oh, Hopefully I'll be playing a few more as we're kind of getting into the holiday season. Oh, we can only hope. Yeah, no kidding. A couple days off work. Hopefully I can play with physical cards more. I'm ready for that tactile experience. Yeah. Ryan. No, for sure. I would uh, I would absolutely love to play it. Yeah, you should uh you should figure out how to come over and play. It's always easier uh, for you to come over here. That is since I have this giant suitcases of cards. That's true. You have you have it all decked out. So one all day right, when I have are my you ready? game room. I am ready for a episode that we haven't done in a little while. A combo. Combo. This should be I was, fun. I was waiting for your combo. You do it really well. Let's uh, let's just, let's just dive right in. Combo like that. Yeah, yeah, just oh. like that. <laughs> so my combo is uh, actually a new card with an old hero. Mm. Um, the new card is everyone's favorite new protection card, Taunt. Oh, I knew it. And, uh, yeah, I knew you knew it. I, I love it. I mean, I love one way or another, the Justice version. Uh, the protection taunt is the villain attacks you. you can't, no one else can defend for you. And draw three cards. It's a great card draw. But I'm Who using are you this pairing with that? combo for... That's what I'm about to say. Everyone's favorite hero, Hulk. Uh, right? This is where I need to insert uh, everyone the crickets. Loves Hulk, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Insert the crickets right there. Yeah. Hulk favorite. Now, apparently, Hulk is uh, is not the most loved um, hero in the Marvel Champion space. Very beloved in the comic space. And there's a uh, lots of reasons uh, we can talk about it in a champion checkup, but. I have been toying around with Taunt with Hulk because one of his greatest assets is his health. He's got tons of health. And so he can take a punch. Throw down Taunt, get the card draw, let let the villain attack you, and then just move on. That's it. The card draw helps with one of the biggest weaknesses of Hulk, which is hand size slash inability to really draw cards. And uh, it just really helps with that. Uh, utilize the massive hit points he has to just take one to the face. And if you have defensive cards, if you include those in your deck, you can have like Defiance, zero cost, throw it down, prevent the boost to doing more damage, or even worse, the boost abilities that can like stun Hulk. That really just dampers his ability. So it's a. It's a pretty interesting uh, combo. Maybe that can help revitalize a little bit of love for for Hulk and some of his assets. Yeah, that would that would make him a little more viable, having more resources or cards to be able to play. Does Hulk have a way to stun the villain? He doesn't. He does not. Yeah, kind of a a big loss, but. 
he uh, he is a genius, so you can use like ingenuity to help with some resource generation, which makes taunt even that much cheaper because it's only one cost. And he um, has a, a retaliation card upgrade, right? Yes, he has immovable object, which gives him more hit points and retaliate. So it just really combos with that very well. And uh, so, I mean, you can deck build however you want. You can make him a protection hero, uh, like very defensive. And uh, you can utilize that, that taunt card play. Or you can just like do the opposite and not do defense at all and go all offense and do a bunch of red ink with a bunch of the, the protection cards like leading blow, what doesn't kill me, and of course the, the basic uh, limitless stamina is very helpful to just basically ready every single turn over and over again, do as much damage, take a punch to the face, draw more core cards, do more red ink. It's a, it can be a pretty good little cycle. Um, but don't thwart with him. He's not great at thwarting. You mean a thwart of zero is not good? Um, that's what I hear on the street. Zero <laughs> is taking nothing off of this games. Oh, dang. Yikes. I mean, well, have you used this combo yet with Holt? Um, I've been playing around with it. Um, I, it's been only in solo situations, so I'd like to see how it does in a team situation, but... It this combo can lead to uh, a lot of damage, especially I think a big thing with Hulk is just getting the right cards at the right time. So if you can get like Hulk smash and uh, his uh, limitless strength card, so you know you're going to be able to play it, play taunt, get punched in the face, draw more cards, see what other options you have, and you can you're doing 10 plus damage easily you're you're taking out at least in solo you're taking a entire stage of a villain in one shot that's a, that's a unique and interesting concept you you know pose there you're able to use that card to kind of give hulk more options on what he can do for that turn because stereotypically you think of hulk he does one thing each turn right he has enough cards yes. to barely yes. play one thing so yeah that's good yeah, it uh, that's one way that I've played Hulk is just basically throwing a bunch of three cards and you just play the best three card you can. Um, but with Taunt, it allows you to put put some other lower cost cards in there that can benefit and, and roll off of his his reading or, or whatever you need to do. So nice is that c- c- combo f- fantastic. I think it's a combo approved. Combo approved. We'll have to see if the listeners uh, agree or if they're just still, nah, I'm going to stay away from Hulk. <laughs> so should I do a poll that pits mine against yours or just yes, Hulk against Hulk? Hulk? Hulk against Hulk. <laughs> well, we'll do um, Hulk, Taunt. Uh, we'll do your combo. And then we need to have a third option like we did Mullet. Mm. Um well, I'll have to think of it while you do yours. All right. So my combo is a little bit of a slow burn setup. But when you're ready to use it, you're going to have an amazing turn. Amazing. All right. And it's going to slice and dice through some of the villains or big strong minions that stand in your way. 
and it is with drumroll x23 i've been playing some x23 and trying to make her better and if you've not played her she is very basic attack kind of centered and That's what so I my combo is trying to get that basic attack as high as i can and attack as many times as i can the nice thing about my combo is it's not uh, aspect locked you can play it at any aspect because the two cards that i want to focus on are both basics hmm. so we'll talk first with our long setup and you gotta run back a little bit in the past to a hero pack of quicksilver and in quicksilver's hero pack he had a card called adrenaline rush one cost upgrade uh, hero action discard adrenaline rush your hero gains plus one attack till the end of the phase so you get that for the whole phase don't have to worry about per attack it's just there with you and then another card that i really enjoyed that came out of the psylocke pack is directed force so when your hero makes an attack with the keyword overkill piercing or ranged that attack deals two additional damage max one per attack so if you have multiples and you're attacking multiple times, they all get better. Uh, but hopefully you can get at least one good attack with this. So I'm not great at math, but we have a base attack of one with X23. Before we play this, we want to have Adamantium Lacing, her one cost upgrade that gives her two hit points, one mm -hmm. retaliate, right. and her basic attacks gain piercing. That piercing keyword is what we need. And then... We're ready. So hopefully, you've thinned your deck down some, and you have at least one copy of Claw Mastery in your hand, and you play it. Claw Mastery, max one per round. Until the end of the round, you get plus two attack. And her attacks gain overkill while Honey Badger isn't playing. So there's just another way you can use the directed force if you needed it. So, one basic Ooh. attack. Plus two from Claw Mastery. I'm at three. I'll go ahead and use X23 Claws to take two damage and exhaust it to get plus two. Now I'm at five. Then I activate all three copies of my Adrenaline Rush. Now I'm at eight. I do a basic attack. I play my Directed Force, which is ten. A ten attack. Boom. Just like that. Now if I do Ouch. have... Honey Badger out, I can have her do something, and then I can ready back. I'll have my 8 attack stat to attack again. And then if I have, I still haven't used my basic action of a living weapon, um, or my hero action of base, or hero response, living weapon, whatever my ability is, uh, where you can take damage and ready once per the phase. But uh, Grim Resolve can give me that if I need to generate a resource for something. I could take the one damage, and then I could have the additional uh, attack of eight. Boom. Boom. You looking for this? Boom. And if you wanted to pair with an aggression deck, it just makes it that much better. With like a skilled strike, which adds another two to that attack. So you could hypothetically be hitting for 12 for a one basic attack so it's pretty much hulk so it pretty much is except for more reading a more easy reading ability than hulk 
Yes, yes, you can ready and do it a lot more and more frequently. But the difference is, is Hulk can do that with one card. <laughs> it's true. On the first turn. <laughs> mine's, mine's a little bit of a setup, but I don't think it's a difficult setup. And it's a very low cost curve. I think the most expensive card, if you had it out, would be Honey Badger, two cost. Yeah, that's that's a big difference than Hulk, because all of his cards are three cost. Yeah, I mean, and you can go even deeper. You can give the uh, combat training. That gives you another plus one. If you were able to get the specialized training, player side scheme finished, and you got combat specialist and got another plus one, that'd be pretty crazy. So, if it's a slow burn game, I think it would benefit uh, maybe doing a multiplayer game with that. I think it'd be a little more difficult in a single or solo game, but I definitely think it's doable. Yeah. No, that sounds like a pretty solid combo. A lot of damage dealing. You can spread it somewhat. That's a it's pretty solid. And if you just attach it to aggression, aggression has even more opportunities for you to be able to do stuff and do more damage. So there's a there's even more crazy combos you can do with that yeah i really like that they're basic too basic low cost mm. they're great for combo x23 combo so it's pretty good no that is that's pretty solid man yeah have, have you tested this one out or is this one you just came up with it's one I've recently come up with. I've not put it into practice yet, um, so don't uh, don't hate on me. But Ooh. it's definitely a viable, uh, uh, untested, untested combo. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetical. Hypothetical. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. So. All right. Well, I think we're gonna segue into a chatting with chumps. Segment right here. Cool. All right, Ryan. It's time for another segment of our Chatting with Chums. Chatting with Chums. Yeah, yeah. So, Ryan, from time to time, we'll throw out a poll or two or try and get some interaction with the, our fans and the community. That's what and, I hear uh, the word on the street is. Yeah, and I just wanted to kind of... Take a second and take a look at some of those and talk about some of the results that we got. Uh, So I figure we'll jump right in and look at back in episode 17 was our Deadpool preview. One of the polls that we hung out there was, do you like playing a Rush character? And it was a little split. Nobody selected they like playing a Rush character if chimichangas were involved. Oh, well, I'm not sure what's going on with that. That's the number one answer. (laughs) But the majority of folks said that they did not like to play a Rush character. What are your thoughts on a Rush character? Uh, I think Rush characters are more appealing for solo players. Um, Okay. But I think in the multiplayer game, I think it can become more difficult for Rush. So I'm guessing people like to be able to kind of get set up and 
I think people like to feel in control that no matter what happens, they can handle the the situation. That always reminds me of like the '90s side scroller games, and you would always have the, like that one guy who was always on the right hand side, ready to go into the level, and you're kind of back trying to collect the items. <laughs> oh, that's, okay. that's the rush player. Okay, when it comes to multiplayer, but I, I agree with with your comments. I, I think for for a solo, you probably get a lot of people like rush characters with solo because they can just go right full steam ahead. Yeah, I I feel like rush play style is almost like trying to break the game. Like I'm just trying to get through it as quick as possible. Right, and yeah, uh, I would agree. I I rather just enjoy the experience. Yep, and we did have some people that said they do enjoy a rush character and maybe they do play solo who knows we shot probably should have expounded on that but we can do that at a later date all right ryan another poll that we chatted about was in episode 19 was our next evolution campaign box review as a whole and we posed the question was did the next evolution box live up to all the hype you know, we had that real long hiatus Hadn't had any champions for like six months. I think this was the new designers kind of lead for a box. What do you think the community said? I will say that Genesis probably had a bigger hype because it was the beginning of the mutant saga. But I think people were stoked about getting some new content. And I think they liked the idea of Cable. Yeah, I would agree. I think the heroes, I think the heroes were good. And I think, I think for the most part, I think the villains were anticipated, like highly anticipated and they were done well, which, which kind of added to that. Did they live up to the hype that they were given? Yeah. Yeah. For the most part. For me personally, I think it did live up to the hype. I enjoyed it. Um, it had good characters, it had good villains. There there wasn't like a well that's a that was a terrible scenario kind of moment. So I, I think overall it was a, a success success for me. So what you're saying, as long as they were better than Sabretooth, it was it was oh, man. <laughs> I mean I really like the whole premise of Sabretooth, but man, that healing just it grinds my grits. Uh, yeah, that one's a tough, that one's a slog. All right, let's look here. All right, so, in, as we were kind of waiting for some of those new content to come out, which well, I imagine we'll have some similar episodes coming in the next few months, we were chatting, or no, not chatting, which is what we're doing now. We were checking up on some champions. We did a couple champion checkups. <laughs> Episode 23, we talked about Captain Marvel and Captain America. Ooh. And from a Marvel champions perspective, we asked which captain was better. And what do you think the community said? I mean, I would assume it would be Captain America, because often he is labeled as a S-tier. Captain. Captain. <laughs> well, Ryan, you you would be wrong. What? I know, I know. The fans voted, and squeaking out the victory was Captain Marvel. 
Oh, Captain, my Captain. I'm I'm honestly surprised. <laughs> because I, I enjoy Captain America way more than I do Captain Marvel. I would agree. Granted, in that episode, I did say Captain Marvel was a lot of fun to play. Overall, I find Captain America much more enjoyable and very a lot easier to play and very his consistency is right up my play style yeah yeah but i mean i think people like doing that big the big attack that she has i think getting that set up and throwing it down is very powerful especially for not to bring up past polls but uh, rush characters i think she's known as a as one of the rush characters I think she's like a sleep rush character. Because you just kind of put that in your back pocket until you're ready for it. Yeah. I, I mean, guess you could play it where that's like your sole thing in life. But If you like strictly f- focus on that single card, you can pull it off pretty pretty effectively. Okay. She, she has so many cr- card draws that it's crazy. I think that's why people probably like her too. That card draw is pretty nice. All right, here we go, Ryan. So, in our episode 26, Mr. Sinister review. Oh. Um, for some reason, we, you know, we had our rankings of all the villains. We asked the community, where does Mr. Sinister rank out of the five scenarios with Next Evolution? Where do you think the community put him from? Uh, number one, obviously, being number one, and five being the bottom, number five. So it's funny, because I honestly can't remember where I put him at. <laughs> I think I put him at number one. I think you put him number one. Yeah, I think I put him at number one. And I, and I stand by that, even though I couldn't remember it. I, I really enjoy Mr. Sinister as a whole. Um, so I would assume he's probably in the upper half at minimum three, if not two or one for people. What looks like for this case, for this poll, he fell in at number two, two, two. We didn't say to rank them. It was just simply one, two, three, four, five. But uh, so we don't know how he compares to the other four, but if they felt like a good number two spot, which I would, I would agree with. He's he's up there one two for me. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the overall the most rounded out of out of that. Like when it comes to like difficulty to enjoyment and everything. So yeah, yeah. I he definitely plays different. I think you know if you want to hear our in depth thoughts, definitely go back to episode twenty six and and hear our thoughts on Mister Sinister. Nice plug. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, all right, one final one to round off this chat, chums. Uh, episode thirty, not too long ago, we asked. It was our Age of Apocalypse hero preview, and we asked which character from the Age of Apocalypse box, Bishop or Magic, was everybody a little more excited or looking forward to more. What do you think? The community said. Uh, total guess. It, I'm just going to be very neutral and say it's probably split. <laughs> <laughs> well, like most mystic characters, people uh, like mystic characters. 
the mystic overwhelming majority is looking forward to magic of course i mean she does look pretty pretty boss she does yeah be able to jump in limbo and play with the top card of her deck flipped up it's pretty uh yeah seems like it's gonna be pretty fun to play with yeah i think she's gonna be pretty strong i i think bishop looks a little bit more intimidating up front yeah with his whole resources and in you know stereotypically you only have a few resources in your deck Mm -hmm. um i think he's gonna not force people but make people kind of play and think a little differently when it comes to resource cards yep and and i don't think we'll truly understand that until we see like a full kit build yep. from from him on, on how he's going to function or if there like other cards that's going to make him function better yeah i mean i'm sure he, he functions just fine or they wouldn't have published him but uh i'm curious to see how it works out yeah the concept it's, it'd be nice to see the concept in action yep absolutely i would agree man i can't believe people liked magic and it's like is it overwhelming magic yes yes <laughs> very overwhelming magic <laughs> oh so, poor bishop poor little bishop <laughs> just don't get the love I, I liked bishop that's not that's not cool i'll yeah. probably end up playing them and then once the campaign yeah, comes out typically when we get a box I purchase it, so therefore I get first dibs. And yes, I know. <laughs> in this case, I think I'll be with the community and want to play Magic. So, but I, I've enjoyed all the characters I've gotten to do. So, yeah, I haven't yeah. been disappointed. You've been disappointed on the one you chose well, on one box. But. Yeah, yeah, and you you segued because I want to talk to you about this. So. Uh-huh. I just the, opened a can. You did open a can of worms. <laughs> so the third wave of uh, the Infinity, right? Am I thinking through Mad Titan Shadow? Yeah, that's that's number three. It was like it was like the the three part of the trilogy. Yes, I felt like that was the weak point for that overall. I there was like some the box? shining point. The wave as a whole. The wave as a whole, okay. Yeah, I think, and I think as a community, those heroes are kind of some of the more forgotten or overlooked. You've got your like Nebula, Vision, and um, who else was in that? Valkyrie, some yeah, War Machines. In War that Machine, one. right? They they're good and they're fun to play, but they're not like they're not going to be winning popularity contests. With no, inside Marvel Champions. I I think you're right. I think popularity wise at least. Correct. They like are said, that is the weakest wave, probably. And then the two box characters, in my opinion, were some of the weakest um characters oh, from wow. box. Sorry, I mean, hot take. <laughs> if if you if you say that on uh, some of the forums, people will go berserk because Adam Warlock apparently is crazy broken with the right deck yeah <laughs> hey if it's not for you it's not for you so my real question right my play style is different from others everyone likes their play style do you think because we don't know anything except for the two heroes going into this wave oh i see do you think this, this wave being the kind of the cap 
that third part of the trilogy. Do you think they'll we'll see a repeat or do you think because of the potential character selections that they have to pick from that they shouldn't uh, have the same issue? I think that is an excellent question. I'm glad you brought that up, Scott. Welcome to my office or welcome to my Ted talk. That's what I should have said. <laughs> Your chump um, talk. Here we go. The chump talk. I think that the hero selection for the mad Titan shadow was a little more rough. I think they picked some, I don't want to say lesser, but lesser known heroes um, out of Warlock, Spectrum, Nebula, Vision, Valkyrie, War Machine. Was there someone else? Nope, there was just six in that way. Um, I just don't think they were that popular and as like the game itself some of some of them aren't seen as uh shining heroes in the in the community like people play them and stuff but they're not they're not ones that people are raving about except for maybe you add warlock on a particular deck but with this wave i think the selection that they or the pool that they have to pull from is is probably a little bit better because we're doing bishop and magic and we there are several big x-men uh that haven't even been touched yet so we have like your going back to the originals you've got your Iceman that hasn't been used yet you got your beast that hasn't been used yet and then outside of that there's some popular ones like Night who are some popular ones um <laughs> Night, <laughs> i'm asking you, like who's the popular Night, ones uh, Nightcrawler is a popular one. Um, Iceman. Do we say Iceman already? Yeah, I already said yeah, Iceman. Beast, yeah. um, I think Emma Frost could be in there. I think she's fairly popular. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm well, sitting here so... saying there's a great pool and I can't even think of them. <laughs> Lame. No, I. But I. I think you're right. And what stinks is is that the the scenarios from that box are like the epitome of that whole. Um. You know cosmic box huge huge scenarios big baddies i still i felt like the the, the heroes didn't oh, rise meet, to meet a level yeah. of, of of the villains that you got for that wave yeah no i i feel you i mean i i think all the heroes i've enjoyed playing but there there's some that i i don't go go back to very often i've kind of almost have to like force myself to do it it's like you have to do a podcast and do a segment called champion checkup something like that <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get into them yeah yeah but uh but i think that's a, a really good question so i hope i hope they learned from their that moment and I'm with you. I wouldn't call it a mistake. It was not a mistake. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's a learning opportunity. Yeah, I I think they they did the best they could, because I'm not sure what other Avengers they could have done. Right, unless you went, like, even more obscure, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, because Nebula was in there, there's also a little bit of Guardians, but I think she was the only Guardian other than Adam Warlock that was in that wave. I think the rest were Avengers. Yep. So... I'm not sure who else you would have put in there. Maybe you could have done 
a mantis. But yeah, again, but she's kind of on that lower yeah. end. Yeah. Unless you've got to dug out some person who was like, oh, he was he was a member of the Guardians, or she was a member of the Guardians for that, you know, three comic book storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the wave that came after that? It was the Champions wave, right? Yeah, that's where they broke it up. They, um, they, the Spider-Man Sinister and the Champions. Brothers, yeah. yeah, I think that was a, a good wave. Yeah. That was one that's also interesting because I feel like there's a lot of characters that aren't as popular in that one, but I think it pl- the heroes themselves played better with the community. I would I would agree. Yeah, because, like, you know, a lot of people know, like, the whole Spider-Verse stuff, but, like, how many people really knew, like, a Penny Parker or, I mean, Ghost Spider's really only gotten popular in the past, you know, five, six years anyways. Yeah. Yeah, that, those two waves are very interesting (laughs) now that we're reflecting on it. So I, I'm excited to do uh, champion checkup for those. For the Mad Titans way or the Sinister Motor way? Well, for both, but um, I, I think I think Mad Titan will be be interesting to go back to. I agree too. I think with a card pool that we have now, two waves, three waves post that, it will be interesting to see maybe what some of those have improved based off of aspects. Yeah. Cards yeah, benefit I was them. actually thinking about it today. I was looking at um, Valkyrie and uh, with the current card pool and see what we can, uh, how we can make her better. We haven't gotten any more Asgard cards since then, have we? Uh, not the top of my head, but we we probably have gotten something. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this chatting with chumps, and we appreciate everybody who has participated in our polls. They, I think, unfortunately, are only on Spotify. So if you listen on something else, maybe work your way to Spotify to do the poll, or we'll figure out another way to make the poll a little more universal. We appreciate the interaction. It's fun to see people's thoughts and perspectives, not just... Us champions, in our opinions, all the time. We like to hear from our chumps. So that you can go from a chump to a champion. And if you want to be featured on a Chatham with Chumps segment or have tested out one of our combos and would like to share your experience, we would love to hear about it, especially with all the the new listeners that we might have gained. You can reach out to us at marvelchumpionspod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And as always, if you want to go from a chump to a champ, listen to the Marvel Champions podcast. Thanks. See you later.